You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Autry, and I have the infamous Thomas Autry with me as well. It's not my brother, he's my husband. <laughs> What's up? Um, we had Thomas on the podcast, what, like a month ago, I guess? Yeah. About, I have no idea. About a, Thomas like, I don't know, this isn't my show. Um, about a month ago, and surprisingly, it's like one of our most popular episodes this year. Really? Yeah, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to like feed your ego <laughs> but um also i didn't mean i have no idea because it's not my show it's hard for me to tell exactly what's what, going on what's going world. on a lot it's of okay times. you're really busy you got a lot of things <laughs> going on too which will you update people about what your your side of life looks like i feel like if you if i say your life it sounds so separate but we are a family unit it's of just, course we are you just have a lot going on and not everybody knows a lot of times and it's a lot to explain, so you have to really back into because I can get pretty detail. Okay, spark, on some spark stuff. notes version. Like, <laughs> okay. give us the cliff notes. Basically, we're still in the beautiful land of milk and honey of Altus, Oklahoma. <laughs> yep, um, we're in the middle of military training. I say weeks; it very much is a wee effort. Absolutely, we're in is. the middle of military training, and I, actually, I, I don't need to say that anymore. We're not in the middle of military training. We're actually at the end. The light can be seen at the end of the tunnel two more weeks (laughs) so i am getting qualified on i guess the last part of training in this pilot journey is to get qualified on the aircraft that i'm going to fly for the air force full-time and that is the kc-135 yep it has been so much fun Uh, i was literally just texting a friend today about it he was like how was it and i just said it's so crazy to get out of the airplane and look back at it and be like wow I just flew something that big. It's massive. It's so crazy. But anyways, it's super fun. And my check ride, which is basically like my test where I get evaluated, is this upcoming week. Congrats. So we're almost done. We made it. So close. So close to the end. But with the end of anything, I feel like it just becomes like a crunch. Like you just have to get it all done. Yeah, for sure. Finishing well is a challenge sometimes, but thankfully we have a lot to look forward to as we go home. We do. Lots of fun things on the horizon. We can't wait to share all the things with you. So stay tuned, but I am so excited for the end of this and all the things. I'm not trying to wish time away, but I am really excited to get back to Birmingham. And what was I going to say? Oh, the reason why you're here. (laughs) The reason why he's here is not only because y'all love him, but because I love him too, but also because, shameless plug, tomorrow is our six-year anniversary. This is true. This is true. We have made it six years. Is tomorrow like the day that this episode releases or like actually tomorrow? Because if you're saying tomorrow, then we got beef. No, it's. I'm saying, <laughs> I know, today is the 12th, tomorrow is the 13th. People will listen to this tomorrow on the 13th. Gotcha. Okay, but when okay. they're listening to it and I say, oh, tomorrow... It's their their tomorrow is our anniversary. 
Gotcha. Yeah, babe, I got you. Okay, just making sure, you know. May 14th, 2016. It's my password on my phone. I just told everybody. <laughs> hey, don't tell anybody that. You have to change your if password you, If now. you steal my phone, you can have all my information. Um, yeah, I got to go change my password now. What a day. That was a what good a day. day. It was an amazing day. I would pay big bucks just to relive the wedding day because it goes by so fast. I kind of wish we had the ability to be a fly on the wall, which obviously we do because we had an amazing videographer at our wedding. But can you imagine? Shout if out Max able... Huggins and Austin Kuhn. <laughs> yeah, right. If you're able, just imagine if you're able to go back and see what, like, I have no idea what you were doing all day. And you kind of have an idea of what I was doing because you literally went skeet shooting. It literally shooting. is like guy stuff. But I don't know what y'all did really because I was out shooting skeet and getting lunch and hanging out with the bros. No, yeah, we were doing all the normal girl stuff. We were getting ready, hanging out. Listening to Lil Wayne. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Having a blast. Um, Yeah, the day was amazing. And we're six years in. And in these six years, we've been through a lot. I think the beginning of our marriage, we were both working through, me specifically. Like, I think some just past trauma and that, like, reflected on our marriage. I think, I mean, obviously, we welcomed a baby. But we also walked through two years where we were just, like, trying to make baby and, like, trying to make this season of our life happen. We really wanted and then you also add in military and moving and... J.H. Ranch. Yeah, J.H. Ranch. Moving across Woo-hoo. the country twice right. a year. Like his civilian job that was so fun, but like so different than normal people's reality. And um, we, I, I just feel like we have learned how to flex, how to pivot, how to learn and love and like have fun in life all at the same time. And so six years... I mean, it's really not that long in the grand scheme of things. I feel like at 60 years, we'll be laughing at this episode. But absolutely, I'm just saying like we've accomplished so much that I'm just so proud of us. And this isn't a, hey, like look at us. We're so cool. Look what we did. Uh, this is more to say we just want to open up conversation for what marriage looks like. Um, the highs and lows, the thick, the thin, the things we've walked through together, um, how we've come out on top, places we wish we would have shown up in different ways. And where we are now, because I think you can totally put like a fake facade. On Absolutely, and I think this is an amazing way to open that conversation because I think that ultimately that's what it's all about for many things in marriage. But our words is definitely not a substitute for having a mentor yeah. and a couple that y'all look up to. You know, biblical counseling and seeking advice from obviously the word of God. Um, (laughs) But I think opening the conversation and being in touch with small groups and stuff like that is a big catalyst for us where we are now because left to our own devices, we don't get it right a lot. I or you would be like six feet under (laughs) had we not found a small group or like something. Um, it's just true. Yeah. So this is not us being like, Hey, we're experts. Let's show, share with you all the things that we've learned. This is a being like, Hey, here's what our marriage looks like. And hopefully it gives you the courage to show up or ask the questions or go to therapy or whatever it looks like that you feel like you need to do right? to make, to get, to get the most juice out of the lemon kind of thing. That's right. Yeah. It's funny that you said that. Why? Cause we're buying a house right now and that's the analogy that our lenders just use for me you got to get the most juice out of the squeeze really yeah yeah <laughs> me and dave are on the same page that's right um yeah so spoiler alert we're buying a house <laughs> i know you're not supposed to talk about that until you like close and all the things but y'all are our people that's right now you know i mean even if we lose the house because that's just the market that it's in but we are under contract this is 
Okay, where's the wood? We need to knock some wood. I know. Like, yeah, <laughs> knocking wood. Not superstitious, but, you know, just in case. Just a little stitious. <laughs> Got a little touch of the titious. <laughs> um, okay, so this is how we're going to do the episode, just so you'll know. Um, we have a really fun marriage text. You can text the word marriage to 33777, and I give freebies or, like, encouragement, um, things that I am loving that we are loving in our marriage or I as a spouse am loving uh, that I would want you to know about or that I wish I would have known sooner. So if you are the least bit interested, which I'm assuming you are because you push play on the episode, then text the word marriage to 33777 if you're not already on the list and you'll get all the fun things. And you can text me back, which is just super cool in my, my opinion we can <laughs> that's <be texting>. technology <laughs> that, <laughs> wow <laughs> uh so what i did a few days ago i just texted the marriage text list and said hey we're gonna record this episode um <laughs> thomas is having technical difficulties we're good <laughs> we're good i just texted the text list and said hey we're gonna be recording this episode if you have any questions that you want us to answer holler back and I'm just going to be honest, I thought this was going to be more like a, hey, six years, wahoo, this is what we've done, this is what we've learned, and then answer like two or three questions at the end. But when I say we got about 70 questions, I figured this is just going to end up being in a Q&A episode. Because the questions really covered a lot of what we probably would talk about ourselves. Yeah. So we're just going to fly through them. No, no we are not going to do 70. We're not. Because a lot of them were repetitive. We narrowed them down. I love you. I literally said 70 and I watched Thomas's eyes bug out of his head. Okay, so we're just going to fly through them. Also, I feel like I should say this. I don't know. I'm, I'm a big stickler for disclaimers and stuff. Maybe it's just because... This is asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just because as pilots we have to cover our booties and make sure we don't do something dumb. But this is the first time we're hearing these questions. So if there's something that uh, sparks an idea in your head or there's something you want to learn more, totally reach out. We can dive into the word and understand maybe a little bit more. But initially this is just going to be our thoughts and maybe some experiences we've had yeah. in our marriage. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Um, okay. So starting off with an easy one, some of these are really juicy. Really? Yeah. And some wow. of them are just like really fun and quirky. Some of them are legit, like practical. They want to know the answers, whatever. So we'll start out with a fun one. What is your favorite thing about each other? I'll go first. Okay. I was going to say, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I would say my favorite thing about Thomas that he always becomes everyone's favorite person or like you always become people's best friend so quickly, which is why I feel like we have a lot of the opportunities that we have as a family is just because Thomas is just like so, so fun and friendly and everyone wants to be <laughs> friends with Thomas and give him free stuff. Um, like an airplane. <laughs> so like he just, he just has his way with people where he is fun and also direct and to the point. I don't know. I, I just, I like that you're such a people person and people just love you. They can't help but love you. (laughs) Thank you. I love about you. So I, a lot of times when I think about this question, I go back to what's that game where you ask people what your favorite color is, what your favorite animal is and what your favorite thing about nature is. Oh, I don't know, but that is a really fun thing. This is a fun question to ask like friends, family or your yeah. spouse. I, I feel like I don't want to spoil it, 
but I have to in order to explain it. But um, so you ask someone to say, I've got three questions. And the first one is what your favorite color is. And just tell us the color. Um, and it's not like, hey, red. Think about a specific You have to give them a reason why. And why you yeah. like each thing. So favorite color and why. Like actually think about, don't just say red because I've liked it since I was a kid. Think about the actual reason. And then your favorite animal and why. And then your favorite part about nature and why. Um, should I tell the reasons behind it? Yeah, or no? totally. Yeah. So I'd say, like, let me give an example. Mine was like, oh, I love blue um, because it just reminds me of like, you know, there's so many variety of blue. Blue, blue fits in with anything, stuff like that. And then like my favorite animal, I forgot what I said at the time. I think I said like a dog or a wolf because you did say they always travel wolf. in packs. Like yeah. They're all about community and um, they make great leaders. And then my favorite part about nature was mountains because they seem like small and like very uh, like approachable. Like, oh, I could totally climb that if you're far away. But the closer you get, you realize how vast it is. Yeah. Yeah. So So that's a perfect example. example. So the color is most likely related to how you see yourself. So uh, when you're trying to get people, if you know the kind of the skinny on this game, the more detail you can pull out of them, then it's just going to translate way better. And it's so fun to do. So anyway, so if Rachel's talking about blue because it can fit in anything and it's very like light and bright, you know, that's most likely how she sees herself is that, um, you know, that she carries a lot of those attributes. The second part of uh, what your favorite animal is, is how, or I guess what you're searching for in a spouse. And a mate, yeah. And then lastly, uh, your favorite part about nature is how you view God. And um, so it's just such a fun exercise. So all that to say, I always think back to when I first did this, I, for some reason, said that my favorite animal was a lemur. I'll never forget it. <laughs> and I think you answered this when I knew what the meaning was, uh-huh. but you didn't know what the meaning I, was No, yet. I did not. Yeah. And you said lemur. And then tell them the reason. Do you remember what you yeah, said? Oh, of course I do. Um, and so I remember going to, I think it was at the state fair in South Carolina, which shout out the state fair in South Carolina is balling. Epic. Um, but anyways, they had, we went, there was like a, you know, petting zoo part of it or whatever. And they had a cage of lemurs and also Zabumafu was like my favorite <laughs> show as a kid. <laughs> and there was a lemur in that show, but, um, the lemurs just looked like they were having so much fun. They were jumping all around the cage, like swinging by their tails, but there was so many of them in there and they were like playful, but there was a huge pack of them. Like they were a huge family. So then obviously we talked more about that. And the things I love about Rachel is she's always down for a good time. Like she's always spunky little, like Rachel that could be doing one thing a minute and cutting up the next. It's just so fun always with her. But then at the same time, I've known since day one that she's going to be someone that attracts people, that she's a bringer together of, um, you know, the people that are around her, if those are even words. <laughs> Sorry. Obviously, I'm the communicator in the relationship. <laughs> bringer together of her. Um, but then um, that she's just going to be an amazing mama with a bunch of children around her. So obviously, since we're talking on this podcast and she's brought so many of you guys together, it's just so true of you, babe. So sweet. <laughs> what a great note to start off on. <laughs> I love affirmation. I love love. <laughs> I love love. Uh, okay, let's do another one, quick one. 
I know I said that was going to be a quick one, but for real, this is going to be a quick one. Fun and cheap free date night ideas too. Boom. Go. Got it. Go. First, we did this for approximately the first year of our marriage and it was $5 movie night. Normally, like, yeah, your local movie theater should definitely have, yeah, like, a so $5 Yeah, so they probably do, night. or you have to sign up for, like, Regal, you know, a Regal member or something like that. Like AMC, yeah. Yeah, we literally once a week had a date night for 20 bucks every night, and that was, like, hey, babe, you know what? It's on me. You can get whatever you like. <laughs> you whatever candy um, you want. <laughs> you're getting candy and a soda and popcorn, and then the movies were 5 bucks. So we just saw a bunch of movies, even if we weren't super into them. It was just so fun because it was also something that we could schedule. We knew that we could look forward to. And we were just silly about it a lot of times. So I love that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'd say a picnic. Like pick a park somewhere that has a view or that you really love. Take a take a quilt. Go to the grocery store if you don't have maybe the budget for like a real deal date night. Um, go to the grocery store. Pick out some of your favorite things. Put together a board like... Fruit, cheese, crackers, chips, salsa, queso, always queso, guacamole, <laughs> like anything like that. Um, maybe pick up a bottle of wine or cervezas or something fun. Also, then, don't live somewhere where there's 50 mile an hour winds. But yes, yeah, this, this would great. totally be impossible if you live in the Midwest <laughs> slash Oklahoma. But I'm thinking back in the South. Yes, so be great. for sure. Um, yeah, that's mine. That's a fun one, babe. Thanks. We should do that. Yeah. Like this week. Uh, quick yes or no. Do you believe in soulmates? Yes. Really? The verdict <laughs> is still out for me. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I feel like you're definitely I mean, a soulmate, but I think so, that you can make soulmates truly with anybody as yeah, long as you so give I mean, them a chance. I, but I think, I think the Lord's sovereign at the same time. Yes. So we ran into each other at the same time, at the right times. And yeah, for sure. Just assuming that this is like 99.2% female audience base. That's just what... Apple Podcasts give me as my statistics. So going with that, we all are interested, Thomas, in a male's perspective. Uh, how do we show our husband's appreciation? Whoa. I want to do this justice. It's a do big you feel question. Like that, I'm, I'll ask this first. Do you feel like all men are similar in this? Because I, I would say... If you were to answer this opposite and ask, like, how do you show appreciation to your wife? Like, every wife is going to be a tad different. Right, for sure. Yeah, that's a valid question. Give us, like, a general so overview. So, what, what was the specific word you said? Appreciation. Appreciation. So, appreciation can come a lot of different ways, right? So, I mean... I think you have to figure out what you're appreciative for. Because there's right. going to be so yes. many There's so many different flavors of this question that it's like, are, are you a type of guy that really likes affection? Are you really a type of guy that needs affirmation, admiration? Like, there's so many A words involved here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, man, I, I have something in my brain, but I feel like it's going to sound egotistical or... Nope. Go for it. No shame. Um, and this is just purely a thought, right? Like, really, as a husband, when you feel like you are the one and it's almost like you're looked up to, I feel really appreciated. You know, we read a book early on in marriage talking about love and respect, that a woman's greatest desire is to feel loved and a man's greatest desire is to feel respected. And then naturally, through these relationships over time, we have so much experience that ends up kind of like taking away at you know the different ways we see each other that sometimes it's easy for us to lose respect for each other or yeah. there's certain areas that we've learned to understand 
parts of each other's character and stuff. So in general, in order to tie that all back to knowing that like, hey, you are my guy, I trust you indefinitely, and they feel like yeah, you're completely Like head over heels in love, think they're the coolest thing, trust them to the moon and back. Like, yeah, just think I think that sounds them. really egotistical to, of me, but it's really it, like, it boils down to respect. I'm like the one said. for you, and you ultimately, you look up to me, not in like a power struggle, like that type thing, but it's maybe it's more of like, a, I can come to you with anything, like all mm-hmm. that I have is yours. Like, I look up to you. This is, I don't, I don't know. I want to interject, like as a wife's perspective, because I see this in a lot of my friendships. And also I catch this in myself a lot too. But I think that, <clears throat> and even from conversations Thomas and I have had, it's not about the moment that you make them feel appreciated. It's about the small moments that could potentially add up that you make them un- that you make them feel unappreciated. So That's it's, well said. Oh, I'll turn this around on us, girls. They could buy you the flowers. They could get you the chocolate. They could take you on a date night. But if they don't show up in the day-to-day moments, are the flowers fulfilling? Does a date night count? Like, are, is the chocolate surprising and fun? Probably not. Because right. you, like, are hoarding these, like, little small moments where you're like, oh, but you didn't unload the dishwasher when you were home for two hours by yourself. Right. Or, like, you know, you didn't make the bed when you were the last one out. Like, that thing, that that kind of stuff. Um, can you tell them acts of service? Ha ha. Um, <laughs> but, but it's the same for them. Like if you're nagging, if you are, um, sarcastic, if you put them down in public in front of their friends, if you don't tell them how cool they are behind closed doors, then like the moments that you're like, Oh, like, let me initiate intimacy or like, let me blah, blah, blah. I mean, of course they're going to accept it just like we would accept the flowers in the date night. But you, I don't know. I'm just saying like, I feel convicted to say that I think for men, because I think for humans, it's more about how the small moments add up to make them feel appreciated than like a one thing or getting them a gift or something like that makes them feel appreciated. That's well said. I don't know. The, the ways of those little moments can add up to show that you truly do respect them and look up to them and trust them is going to go a long way. Yeah. So good. I want to ask this one. Someone asked, but I think it fits in well here because you mentioned Love and Respect, the book that we read. Yeah. Someone says, what are some of the best marriage books that you've read that have helped? Um, Love and Respect, Forget the Author. That's a great one. I'm just going to spit out a few. Okay. okay. I, Thomas is not a reader. I'm not a book person, to, to be not. honest. I, um, I, Rachel can remember I the title the and author of <laughs> that she read six years ago. And I give him the spiel. So like, That's right. Yeah. Um, Power of a Brain. I was that kid in high school that read Spark Notes the night before to answer the question on the test you kids like you were so annoying to me because we get the same grade but i actually read the book um okay so love and respect oh i wish i could remember it look it up um there's really only one out there power of a praying wife stormy omartian omartian something like that great book they also have power of a praying husband um not a marriage book but i'd say this is pretty powerful is um captivating by john and stacy eldridge it's all about knowing the female mind body soul and then um wild at heart which is the man the male version knowing yeah. like a man's you know mind body soul also by stacy and john eldridge those are great books to understand your spouse and yourself i'd say also what did we read in premarital counseling oh when sinners say i do yeah. great book i think about things we read in that book all the time um, if you're having some trouble with intimacy or have questions about intimacy, there's a book called um, Sheet Music. Sheet Music. It's like sheet something. Isn't that <laughs> funny? I think that's a great play on words. Um, 
Oh, man, what was the other one? The Meaning of Marriage by Tim Keller. Great book. That's a great place to start. For sure. It is right there. Someone says, I'm just going to read it verbatim. I struggle with control, as I know a lot of people do. Exclamation point, exclamation point. I'm with you, girl. And sometimes try to control my spouse's decisions. Any advice on letting go of control and just letting him do his thing, even if it's not always the best decision? Like something silly, like drinking a Coke at 8 p.m. when we go to bed at 9 p.m. and stuff like that. It's never detrimental. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing because that's me too. Like I Absolutely. love controlling the small things. Um, it's never detrimental decisions that would harm our family, but more so small stuff like the above. Somebody else also said... I just want to read these because I need people to know that you're not the only one asking similar questions. How to communicate your needs to your spouse. Tell me I'm beautiful, please, without feeling needy or naggy. Um, We know each other's love language, but don't feel like he's meeting them. And then another person said, how do you keep going when it seems like you're always getting on each other's nerves? Which there's a lot of practicals here, but I want to say this one overarching theme that I've learned. I forget who told me this because I really want to give them credit, but it was somebody in my life. Um, (laughs) Yep. Probably. Well, I didn't, hold on. <laughs> I mean, like, I didn't hear this somewhere, like, or read it in a book or see it on Right. A, a it was someone show. close like, to yeah. you. Yeah. Like, I, like, see the table and the cup of coffee that was between us, but I forget the face. Yeah. Um, they said. Character of convenience. Is that where you're going? Yes. They said, okay, so if Thomas is bothering me over something, in my mind, I have the opportunity to figure out, is it preference or is it a character flaw? Or um, an opportunity to speak into the potential in that person's life of like who they could be. Who they are and where and they're, yeah, they are. Where, how they right. could grow. Yeah. So figure out if it's your preference or if it's a character thing. That's true. And I think, I mean, we went through some of this stuff too early on in marriage because I felt like we were both like bang, bang, Just bang, learning bang. how to live with each <laughs> yeah. other, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but here's, here's the thing. For me, I know I really have to control my reactions. Um, and I'm sure that there are other men out there. I'm sure that are, that have that same issue. But a lot of times for the women, what your men are thinking, if at least if this is my experience in the past, is it's you've probably already communicated that before in the past, but it doesn't seem like a big deal to us. And it's probably not like even that question said, you know, it's never anything that's going to impact our family. It's never anything bad. It's just annoying. As soon as I choose to go grab that Coke, I already know it's going to bug you. And I'm like, well, I really want the Coke though. (laughs) So then I'm like, I'm just going to get the Coke. And then I walk into the room or whatever. And if you're like, uh, or you know that stuff conversation happens it's like oh my goodness it's just confirmation of what i thought was coming when if it wasn't brought up it's like wow okay sweet and, and it's kind of able to roll off but when it's when that thought is already coming through the mind right. and then it's confirmed again i instantly am triggered i feel like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Someone asked a deep question, but I feel like there's a simple answer for it. How to respond when childhood trauma affects my husband. And I don't know if you mean like your husband went through childhood trauma and it's affecting your marriage, like it affects him, therefore it affects you. Or if you went through childhood trauma and it affects him, regardless, therapy, mm-hmm. like counseling. counseling. That is when trained people who know your brain, how it works, how God created you, how he wired you, like can speak into your life and undo some of the tangles and the knots and like rebraid things the way that they should be. Yeah. Like that is professional help that you need. I didn't grow up around counseling at all. And I feel like all they're trying to do most likely is to pull things out of you in order to stimulate conversation. 
because you're going to come to a lot of realizations on your own when you're able to bring those words out of your body, (laughs) but they are kind of a neutral third party. And I think, I think that's a hundred percent. Yeah. There's a lot of things about ourselves that we don't know. Yeah. And that can be really scary to think. Like you're living with yourself. You're the only person you will live with your entire life. Right. And if you don't feel like you know yourself well, know your tendencies, know the things that make you tick. Know things to look need, out for things that, that yeah, can really flags. give you a clue of what's happening. Yes. Yeah. Then you are doing yourself a disservice and the people around you. And so that's why I'm like, I'm a huge proponent. It doesn't matter if you had childhood trauma or not. If you have childhood trauma, it's like extra reason to go in my mind. Can we back up for a quick second? Yeah. I feel like there was one in there that strikes a chord with me because I felt like it was, Ooh, what was it? pretty weighty. Um, it said, how do you keep going when you're annoyed oh. or that yeah, you, how do you keep constantly going when it seems like other. you're always getting on each other's nerves? Yeah. So I feel like this isn't necessarily easy either. It sounds like a simple question. But um, I would hate for this to go unanswered when people really are struggling. And it just is over annoyances. Okay, I'm going to add a question to this, though. Okay. Um, since you're going to go there, can you also answer, what does true compromise look like? Um, or to each of you, how would you describe it in your own words? Sorry. I just feel like those are very similar. Compromise. So anyways, yeah. Mm, okay. Like the whole getting on each other's nerves yes. and then coming to a compromise. I think, I think life just happens a lot, right? So when you're dating, you kind of have your separate lives and you're able to pick out the perfect portions of each other in order of what to pursue and the things that you choose to do together Especially when you do have distance, time together. Especially like we because it's like we only have yeah, three hours. Yeah, everything is framed perfectly yeah. in yeah. a relationship when you get to choose when you step into it and when you step out of it. When you're married, obviously there's bigger and better benefits to it for sure than dating but you don't necessarily get to step in and step out of it and if you do it's probably in an unhealthy way so um i think you got to figure out how to communicate one and how to and really i guess the biggest thing is communicating that you're on the same team and knowing that when you talk you can you know come from the same level playing field i think it also helps to as like I think this happened a couple of years ago, but we were learning a lot, and this came from therapy, honestly. But learning more about each other to understand what environments make them comfortable, or what um, what their priorities are. Like for me, I really love doing things. I don't I don't really it has like to be moving. I don't really like a lot of serious conversation because it intimidates me, and I feel like I'm the underdog in an intent in an, in an very serious weighty conversation because I don't have the I just came out and was just chattering chatty Kathy when we were on walks right yeah. again but, you have to be moving right but when we're on the couch um I can kind of shell up or not be super interested in the conversation so the more time y'all can build stuff like that to where you're like hey let's figure out like if you want to talk about something let's go do one of those things and then talk together, like building those shared moments and experiences together that you're really catering to the other person in order to make them feel comfortable or happy is going to allow y'all to build that like strong net of like, wow, you know what? That walk was really fun. We talked about some really serious stuff and we're more bonded together and I had a blast doing it. Yeah. I think like we all, we all want to like end a fight. I'm just going to go there for like fighting yeah we all like none of us get excited or eager to fight and if you do then girl let's let's chat um (laughs) there's there's something else going on there um but if you are ready to get to a point in an argument or whatever and you're like oh i don't feel like we've resolved this i don't feel like we've come to a compromise or an agreement or whatever 
Um, Because we've had those. I feel like we've ended fights on dot, dot, dots instead of periods. And when you have those moments, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't go any further, but I feel peace leaving the conversation how it is right now. If the two of you are in agreement to that and know that, wow, I've learned something about my spouse through this conflict, that's a compromise. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like, okay, I agree with you or you agree with me or I'm going to come and meet you halfway. And sometimes we just need more time too, right? Yes. Coming to that compromise of, hey, maybe we're not seeing eye to eye on this or maybe we're not fully there yet. But I feel like, we're, you know, it's almost like that rule from your parents, nothing good happens after 12 a.m., right? It's like once the fight has gone on for a certain amount of time, feelings are hurt, tensions are high, Things like there's said. probably yeah. not going to be much good to come after that. So let's pause, come back to it later. Yeah. And I mean, scripture says like, don't go to bed on anger and all the things. And I have my own thoughts about that. Like, I'm not disagreeing with scripture. I think like context matters. Yeah, for sure. And we're not always talking about this context. And what if the sun doesn't set across the world? Maybe we Yeah, like what if you're in Alaska? (laughs) I'm like, literally the sun never sets. Um, No, but And then back to the annoyance thing. Are you about to go to a different question or no? No, I was going to say, but I, um, so when you say, what does true compromise look like for you? I think it's knowing within your heart, like, okay, I might not agree with them on this, but I love them through it. And wow, now I've gotten a new perspective of who they are as a person and I'm able to operate in the future knowing this about them. That can be the end to an argument. It doesn't have to be like, I'm no, I'm gonna like get you to get me or like I'm gonna get you to understand this or like get you to agree with me. Right. Maybe not the solution is fixed, but both of you are on the same page of what the big picture was that led us here. Moving forward. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, totally. Um, and then I was um, talking about the uh, question about getting on each other's nerves. It's kind of like that hero sandwich thing, too. I think I would suspect in this case, too, that um, if you feel like you're getting on each other's nerves constantly, maybe some of those affirmations and appreciations aren't as prevalent as the other things. And like Rachel was talking about the preference versus character. Like, I think those are also good lead ins to that issue too. It's like, maybe I need to hold back on some of these things for both of you. And then if I'm saying something negative, how many times of the day am I saying positive things? Stuff like that. Right. Just taking inventory of what's coming out of your mouth. Yeah. Like the seeds you're planting, are they good or are they weeds? I'm going to answer this one real quick because I do feel like it's for the wives and I just need to hype us up. My husband is also in a job that will have us moving around a lot for the next few years. How have you learned or how are you learning to submit to God's plan and your husband's career without resentment or disappointment that your career slash lifestyle has sometimes taken a backseat? Oh, shoot. Yeah, you get it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Whoosh. Um, girl, I got you. Uh, not because I'm the best at this, but because I am living that reality right now. And I, I feel like I get like weird looks from a lot of my friends that are always like, how are you doing this? I don't understand. Blah, blah, blah. And I just tell them like, I can't live with myself to know, like, let's say far down the road, we're 80 years old and we're sitting on rocking chairs talking about our life. Cause that's going to happen. Yeah, it is <laughs> on our big front porch on the house we built. Um, and I'm just sitting here talking about our life with Thomas. And I think like, what's something you wish you would have accomplished in life? And he like shoots out, Oh, I wish I was a pilot or I wish I would have flown planes or I wish I would have done something with that desire. And to sit in the other rocking chair and know that the only reason he didn't go for it was because of me. I literally, I like couldn't, I couldn't, like, I can't carry that weight. And there are moments I've been disappointed, not in Thomas, but I think just in what life looks like. And there have been moments where I've had to work through resentment and bitterness in my heart. Like, oh, I'm so upset that he chose this because that means this for me. But in those moments, I, I 
have to pause and take a step back and realize that that is the enemy planting lies in my brain that I'm not going to be my potential because I'm letting him or allowing him become his potential. That is literally a lie from the pit of hell. Our God does not compromise. Our God has something for me and you in this season, not depending on what he has for them in their season or your spouse in his season. It's not a compromise that God made that he, when he brought you two together so that you can like raise his arms in the season to do his thing. There's actually something in this season, whether it's right in front of your face or hidden, that is meant for you to find that you wouldn't have found had you not been here. And so that's almost like a thing to pump me up and like, I want to hype you up with be like, okay, there's something here right now in this season in front of your face that is just for you and just for right now. And you're going to miss it if you don't go find it, if you're just bitter and upset and disappointed and, and like that, I don't want to look back on the season and it be marked by resentment or be marked by disappointment. Yeah. And I'm going to have those days. I'm not saying like I am a fallen human with emotions. Yeah. And I have had my breakdowns and my fair share of like, I hate this. I can't believe you, blah, blah, because it's just, that's, that's it. But like, if we're honest, we all do. But like I said, I'm not going to let that mark this. I'm not going to let it be the majority of how I feel. Right. I'm going to find the, I'm going to find the silver lining. Yeah. That was very well said. Thank you. (laughs) To be the devil's advocate and put you on the spot a little bit. What yeah. would you say if this was coffee with a girlfriend and they say, well, yeah, what if my husband asked me the same question and I said, I wanted to go to New York and be a businesswoman right. and your career is the one that held me back. Like how do they live with that? Or how do you um, kind of handle the flip side of that coin? That's really hard. And I think that that's where discernment comes in. And knowing when to yield to each other Mm -hmm. and knowing, okay, it's not like a, oh yeah, like Rachel, you had me those two years in pilot training. Now I got you go do your thing. Like maybe that's reality, but maybe it's not. And I think it, you have to yield to what God has for you in that moment and what obedience looks like right now, obedience right now, as much as I do desire to go and get that like studio apartment in New York and go like work (laughs) for a publicist or an agency. Like he says that because that's really truly one of my dreams. (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's not going to happen. And not because like logistically it can't, but also because I know, although it's a desire of my heart now is not the time. Yeah. And I I just have that peace. I think the Lord is ultimately, he sends our comforter to look, to guide us as, or I guess the the comforter to guide us, but also it's going to be clear, like you were talking about, um, submitting to what, you know, God has for us in a certain season. Like there are open and closed doors. Yeah. And sometimes there are going to be open doors that the husband's going to have to swallow it and say, hey, this door is open and, I, and we can't deny it right now. And y- y'all need to be able to have those conversations, mm-hmm. you know. And then there's also priorities in that too, right? Like if y'all want a family, but both of y'all want a career or you want to make a, new, a life in New York or, or whatever and like, but that doesn't necessarily line up with y'all wanting to be close to your family and have a bunch of kiddos. Like you kind of got to pick some of those, you know what I mean? So there's also priorities to be weighed in. And I don't think that, I mean, this goes, this principle goes beyond this conversation, but a no doesn't mean no forever. It means a no, not now. Yeah. So I'm not saying no, I'll like, Oh, I'll never get that dream and a really beautiful view studio apartment in New York to go and do my thing, whatever. Like, who knows? Thomas and I might be retired one day and our kids might just be all over the world and we decide like, let's go get that studio apartment. I mean, I don't know. You know, I like, I don't want to, I don't want to make assumptions for what my life could look like. And I'm not going to put boundaries on who God is and what he's going to call us to in obedience. And he's merciful and he's going to 
like he's also understanding and he planted those desires. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to be, yeah, I'm going to yield to what God has for me right now. And that's where discernment comes in, where prayer comes in and um, prayer honestly comes in. So good question. We're going to talk about sex. Okay. How do Ooh. you. All right. I'm going there. Thomas just put his hat on backwards. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I didn't know we were going here tonight. Um, how do you, okay. I'm just going to read all of them because they're all a little bit similar. Okay. Okay. How do you handle making sure you still have a sex life? How do we keep sex interesting? How do I keep a marriage intimate, especially after having a baby? Keeping things fun and interesting when there's so much going on around you. Basically, like, how do we add a little spice? I'd say, just like step back. I, did, I actually wanted to mention this earlier. There is an incredible resource that you actually will get if you text marriage to 33777. Just going to plug it again. It is called the Emotional Needs Questionnaire, um, and it is basically this uh, questionnaire we did not create, um, but we've been given the right to share it with you that takes you through the nine emotional needs that you're going to eventually have or potential to have in a marriage, goes through like domestic support, affirmation, admiration, um, sexual fulfillment, like financial, all the things. Right. Um, so sex is one of them, but with taking the emotional needs questionnaire, it will give you a huge lens into who your spouse is, what they need and what you're giving them or what you're not giving them. So if you are like in the least bit, just struggling with having a conversation about sex, you don't even know where to start or whatever. This is a great guide, I'd say into that conversation being like, this is what I need. This is what's happening. It's too much. It's not enough. It's just right. Here's what I wish was different, whatever. It's going to be an awkward conversation potentially for you. Maybe not. Um, so grab a glass of wine, just sit down, don't rush it and just chat. Yeah. Um, but I'd say the overall number one thing that could completely destroy and what has destroyed our like sassy time or <laughs> the one thing that I feel like would, would typically get in our way is lack of communication or missed expectations. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I mentioned the emotional needs questionnaire because I think it just levels the playing field. It gets everybody on the same page, and you can just chat about what your expectations are and yeah. like what's currently happening. What like what's your reality and yeah. what do you want to be your reality? Step number one: chat. Yeah, and yeah, and use some outside sources for this chat too. Um, like she's talking about with the emotional needs questionnaire, or maybe a podcast you listen to, or. Um, maybe therapy and you ask about that or whatever. But I think for as a lot of different issues in marriage, having a, uh, a reference or a common language in order to talk about that stuff is very helpful. And sometimes just opening that conversation is all that's needed as well. A lot of times where Rachel is literally like jokingly in the car or <laughs> something to come up like, Hey, what are some things you would want to change about like our sex life or what is, is there something like you just have to talk. You yeah. Have just to talking there. about it. And you're like, well, this is a fun conversation. <laughs> yeah. right. then, I think it's so funny. Like we, it, it always catches me by surprise by how open you are to have a conversation. I mean, it shouldn't catch me by surprise, but like it is such a, it, it was God's ideal. It was God's design. It's a biblical thing. It's rooted in scripture, all the things that of course the enemy, that's the first thing that he's going to try to thwart and pervert and all the things. And so the world has made it like, oh, if you're like pro-sex, like surely you're in the, you're like of the world. And I'm like, no, really. I feel like the people that should be the most pro-sex are Christians. Um, oh yeah, for sure. But I don't think that's the case. Right. And we don't talk about it in the pulpit. Right. And if we do, it's awkward and it's a series. It's not like a, a mentioned thing repetitively. 
Um, it's always like, a, oh, cover your ears. Or like, this week is the week for your kids to go to nursery. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, no, like, let's actually chat about sex. Like, this is beautiful. This is cool. All the things. Um, there are seasons in life that I feel like Thomas and I are like so hot for each other and we can't keep our hands off each other. And there's other seasons where I'm overwhelmed or hormones are a thing and like schedules are a thing and we keep missing each other logistically. Mm -hmm. And like, again, it's all coming down to having grace for each other. Yeah. Um, let's say people are in like a dry spout. (laughs) That's the best way to put it. Like Mm -hmm. they just like, they just need the umph again. Yeah. Um, as a man, like, have you found anything to work for us? Like to lead? Yeah, so um, it, we had to figure this out for a while, to be honest. Yeah, we like, did. It did not no come natural. Guy, hey, like, likes to say that, but I mean, obviously, I don't know. I mean, we haven't struggled in this area, but we've definitely had. I mean, early on in marriage, trying to figure out how to do it well. Anyways, I don't want to go down that road, but sometimes it's just not right, right? Like some, one person really wants it or something, they do something that's like really annoying and it just turns the whole thing off, right? And that's really frustrating when that happens over and over and over again. Um, and we have had a few conversations, this is probably like within the past couple of years, that um, we sat down and had a conversation about, hey, from the cat's mouth, like, you tell me things that turn you on. Yeah, like, give me the blueprint. Give me the playbook, right? Yes, yes. Now, and this is free money, you know, like, and the husband's like, this is gold. <laughs> She's literally <laughs> writing literally you the, the playbook, <laughs> yeah. right? So when you, when, she, when you do these things, she ain't surprised, like, <laughs> and, but that's also the thing, right? You got to be able to give him that playbook and then when he uses it, not be like, oh, he's just using what I told him. Like, no, like you're telling him this for a reason because y'all are trying to build that connection and understanding together in order to know how to get this going in a way that's beneficial for both people. So, um, having and that like, playbook how cool is and it like, that he's like using that he's listening to you. He respects you. Yeah. This, but, this but then group. again, that's gotta be something that is taken seriously. And like, <laughs> if this is something I desire, these are ways that I can know that she feel, feels loved and is safe in this situation. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I think it's just so much more simple than we make it. Like yeah. you try to complicate it and I'm like, no, just straight up ask her what just, what turns you on and like straight up ask him know what turns you on and then and, like, the, and then when you have that foundation it. it's like all right well then just try that out and you'll, you'll be fine and yeah. then come back later <laughs> also i'd say practical another practical throughout there is the pressure's off like i think that that's another thing that can kill sex is yeah the pressure that comes with it it's like oh like he came up behind me when i was standing at the counter and like kissed my neck oh i know he's gonna want sex whatever like i'm getting in my own head but I'm like, who knows? Like, maybe he does. Maybe he's being sweet. Maybe he wants to, like, ask me about my day. I don't know. Like, I can't assume where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. I just got to be open to where it potentially could go, not close my mind off to it. Um, yeah. Also, men, like, and we've talked about this, but, like, be okay giving her a back rub without having to lead to something. Like, yeah. be okay cuddling without it leading to something. Like, mm-hmm. make out and then, like, n- not let it go anywhere. Like, yeah. that's fun, too, to, like, tease it and, like, yeah. not let it escalate or you know because i think that that, that's the power of flirting Mm -hmm. and like foreplay is totally lost because you just assume it's going to go to the end yeah um it's pretty challenging but it is good (laughs) in the end (laughs) yeah like but but let it go to the end like out of surprise not out of obligation yeah for sure so i'd say the pressure's on and even but 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 communicate that you know i'm just giving you a back rug by the way like there's no expectation there's no expectations yeah let's say somebody they're like bored they're like, okay, yeah, well, like, we have frequent sex. That's not a problem, but we're just, 
we need to spice it up. That's going to look different for every couple. <laughs> I feel like that you can only be as comfortable as the least comfortable spouse. Is the um, rule. I think sheet music get, gets into yeah, a few book, different sheet things. Music. That's um, good. There's an app. I just want to say this. There's an app. Yeah. I was wondering if you were going to go there or not. Because the app can get weird sometimes. Yeah. The app can get, can get a little weird. So like, don't judge us if you like actually download the app and you're like, wow, they use us. No, we don't really use it. But it's like a fun way if like... We feel like we're in those ruts and we're like, oh, we just spice it up. Yeah. Um, there's an app called Ultimate Intimacy. I can't remember if it's like a believer-based app. I want to say it is. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, it, it, but it's clean. It, I will say it, it's, it's clean. It's clean. It's clean. It, it does get there's a little funky sometimes, we- so feel free to skip some stuff. <laughs> okay. 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 Preface. There, okay. There's no porn. It's not explicit. Right. right. It uses biological terms. Yep. Um, it gives definitions for things. So if you're confused or you want to know more, it gives like legitimate, accurate definitions. Yeah. There and it's more than sex. It's like intimacy in general. It's like how can you Yeah. Like I mean some of this stuff could be like starters, like Yeah, everything. some of this stuff could be like uh, you know, you know, rub your partner's back or whatever and tell them five things that they appreciated that week or something. You know what I mean? Like it could be. And it does seem a little cheesy, but yeah, like. So I, I guess kinda, that's what it meant. It, I meant is some of it's kind of cheesy and out to left field. And you're like, all right, yeah, whatever. We're going to move on to the next thing. It's just fun. So I'm just going to say, like, if you, if you wanted to download the app, just don't judge us, but it's a cool tool. Just use it as a tool. Do you hate me? And a word from our up? sponsors for this episode. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> ultimate energy. You want to sponsor us. Um, and I'd say, too, let, like, let me just touch on the postpartum sex. Like, that is something you have to ease into. Go with grace. Yeah. Um, it's way more than sex at that point. Like, I feel like this past year, I've had to learn to love and know this version of my body. I feel like I'm Rachel 2.0 in a lot of great ways and in a lot of ways that I'm learning to, like, meet myself where I'm at now. And things just look different things are different i'm just having to learn and respect that and i know that thomas respects that and he's like compassionate towards me in those areas so i'd say um postpartum i think like from both people just be kind to yourself and one another um last thing is don't be afraid to schedule it if it comes down to that that's right there's nothing wrong with scheduling it um and however in order for that to be a thing if y'all are going to go down that route, then both of you need to have reminders set or whatever for it to not come as a surprise and become an obligation that's no longer fun, right? Because then it's just something that y'all are doing because it's on the calendar. That's not the intent. But sometimes it's it takes a lot of the pressure off to know, okay, it's going to happen, but we still need to kind of love on each other throughout the day, send a text, maybe surprise with something or whatever. I mean, like, I literally remember a couple of years ago, I think we did schedule it at one point. There was a time we did, and I literally came home with some of her favorite candy or something from the gas station on the way home from the from work. And, I mean, like, that stuff's fun, right? You're, you're just thinking about ways to show up for mm-hmm. that person, mm-hmm. knowing that that's an expectation for later that evening yeah one last sex thing less practical more like spiritual but because sex is such a god-designed thing i've heard this that the enemy is going to do everything he can to get you in the bed before marriage and to keep you out of the bed after you're married Mm -hmm. and if the goal is to be a team and we have an opponent and it's not each other it's the enemy then it's like the number one way to become stronger more connected, more intimate, therefore kingdom builders, like more efficient um, in the way that you operate, the way that you communicate uh, is to have sex. 
That's cool. And at this point, it's really neat to think too, like sex isn't only for us. Like sex is also for Maddox. I mean, I, I remember as a kid, like knowing, I mean, not knowing when my parents had sex, that's weird, but like I could tell like when my parents were into each other and I could tell when they were disconnected right? and unregulated. And I feel like everyone could tell that with their parents or maybe you grew up with divorced parents and you're like, oh, I know what she's talking about. Like it made me so anxious when they fought and it made me so comfortable when they were lovey-dovey as Mm -hmm. much as I was like, yeah, stop it. Like I loved it secretly because I was like, okay, I'm safe. Yeah. So sex at this point too is like, it's so, it's not for Thomas and I as much as we think we'd want to believe it is it's for Maddox so that he grows up and he's like, I'm safe. Like my parents love each other. Yeah. So I think they talk about that in sheet music. Okay. Going with the baby thing. We've had several of these. Um, how do you be intentional about your relationship after baby? We had our first baby or we're about to have our first baby in July. Oh, yay. Congratulations. Um, someone else said advice, tips, etc., on how not to drift apart in the marriage after having a baby. We're about to welcome our first baby in the next two weeks. Oh my gosh. So many babies. We're so excited, but I don't want to lose ourselves in the process. Um, so I guess post parent, post baby parenting marriage 2.0 like has it changed for you you feel like has do you feel like we've lost momentum like I just I mean I kind of know how we feel but tell the people like do you feel like it's changed a ton I think it grows um mm-hmm. um it to me it kind of felt like it was time for us right like we were like outgrowing our shoe size yeah like, like we it's were time to go we had had enough experience and I mean we have a lot of history together prior to marriage as well but um you kind of in a dating or i mean in in early marriage after the first few years you kind of get into a rut of like i don't know maybe not but it gives you more to talk about there's there's this it's almost like when you get a pet you know that's like a shared responsibility that you're able to be invested in in a new area unlocked between the two of you that y'all are able to tackle together great way to say that yeah like new level yeah. unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it gives you something else to appreciate about one another too. Yeah. It's like, wow. Like I think to see you as a dad is incredible. Apart from like his father, I'm able to see you love my son. And yeah. I'm like, wow, that's beautiful. Um, so not losing yourself is going to be a challenge, but in order to not lose yourself, life as you know it is done yeah like so and not in a bad not in a bad way but not in a good way like, yeah just life as you know it is yep. is behind you a lot of things just take more work but you adjust to operating the new normal the new normal yeah, yeah. um but it does take intention to not lose the portions that you're scared of losing right like there are ways to fight for date night there are ways to I say that as we haven't had date night in three weeks or so. So like, I like, this is a real struggle for sure. Um, but there are ways to protect you as a couple, as you knew you before. Mm -hmm. Yes. And like I was saying about the sex thing, it's like your baby deserves the best version of your marriage. Maybe you put the kid down and now your house is just the center of, y'all's um you know community group if you're the yeah. first one to have kids and y'all do games at your house quietly or you watch a movie or you have people over for dessert and nightcaps now instead of you know dinner out on the town or whatever so i mean there there are ways to get creative again it's like the flex and the pivot and just like having to figure it out and it might take a second but I'd also say like if you have yet to have your baby and you're expecting one, congratulations, but find the people in your life that are going to be able to like help you yield to that 
Yeah. Um, whether they are parents and they understand and they know, or they're friends that aren't parents that are excited to watch you grow into this new thing. Like those are the people I'm so grateful that we had because they're like, Hey, like, can we come over and watch Maddox? Like I'm thinking of the herbs. They were like, Oh, we'll watch Maddox so that y'all can go on a date night. Or like yeah. the Thompsons are like, we'll come over and watch Maddox. Y'all go on a walk. You know yeah. what I mean? Like things like that, that like, again, date nights don't have to be the extravagant going out to dinner. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, for it sure. It can totally be going on a walk. Yeah. Sitting on the front porch. Midday if with a it's monitor on a weekend or something and somebody watched you like go play tennis or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, or yeah do yeah. something stupid, you know. So I'd say like don't put the pressure on it looking a way that you think it should look like. It's going to look different for every single family and just show up in those moments that you see the potential. Right. And that is a scary thought, right? Like it's okay that you're... Terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And it's also okay right after baby when you lose it because this is becoming a reality. Like I do remember Rachel and I having that conversation because Rachel was losing old Rachel, you know, and just grieving like in good ways and bad, but, um, postpartum is, you know, like there are a lot of feelings to be felt. So don't be surprised by them and definitely communicate and bring the people around you into that conversation and what you're feeling. Yeah. Totally had to send some friends home. They came over. Oh yeah. You remember that? (laughs) They came over and they were going to like watch a movie after we put Maddox to bed. Oh, yeah. That's the exact example I was talking about. Yep. And I was trying to get Maddox down. He just like would not sleep outside my arms. So I was like, well, I can't take him downstairs to watch the movie or else he won't go to sleep. But I can't stay up here or else I'm not going to be able to go watch the movie with my friends. And I was just I was just feeling like failure of a friend, failure of a mom, like all the things. Then you had hormones. Oh, my gosh. Like the hormones. All the things. And I remember calling Thomas or something, or he came upstairs and I just handed Maddox to Thomas and went to the room, shut the door and cried. And then he came in and I was like, can you just send our friends home? I just want to stay in bed and eat ice cream. And our friends were so <laughs> understanding. They're like, yeah. I get it. I get, I, we get it. Like, and they aren't parents, but they're like, dude, you need to do what you need to do. Um, so like I said, like find and invest in the friendships that are going to be there post baby. It'll make it so much easier. Anyways, yeah, for sure. What's something that you're loving these days that you oh, have to come share on. with the people that's that are what listening? You were getting that. <laughs> um, two things that I am loving is uh, the app called Mint. Oh, yeah. In order to budget. Um, Which I feel bad because I actually skipped this question that somebody asked. They basically were like, do you have combined bank accounts? Yes. Oh, and I think wow. that you should. And We do have combined bank accounts. Budgeting. I'd budgeting say and, follow Dave Ramsey um, if you are looking for a place to start. Yeah, we're, we're big Dave Ramsey fans um, initially. I mean, obviously, you can take him all the way to the end. Um, but um, there are a few different ways we to modify. slide out yeah. once you have responsibility set as a foundation for sure. Um, but... I, we, we've kind of been slipping in this area for a little while. Like, I mean, like uh, we just haven't had a concrete budget that we've been tracking a lot. And so I, our we, income changed. We have yeah, several like we've, and we were just ta- talking about the house and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, getting back on the mint train, it's just an app in order for you to categorize your spending and make sure that your budget is shaping up like it, you want it to at the end of the month. And, and it, it will that's convict you. It literally is like you spend $450 on coffee this month and you're like, <gasps> Okay. You did? No, 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 no. Give me very much. <laughs> Your coffee budget has gone down significantly with the Breville. Yes. Which I, leads me to my second one. All right. What's your second thing? <laughs> I love the Breville that we've got. I've enjoyed yes. kind of learning some coffee and getting to make some coffee for us in the morning and stuff like that. Yeah. The Breville Barista Pro. Yeah. That's what it's called. 
<laughs> yeah. Anyways. Wait, but it was always Breville Barista Pro. Oh, that's right. That is right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we love it so much. Those are good ones. Yeah. And then obviously the house. We're pretty excited about that. We're excited about the house. Excited to show you guys. Stay tuned. In due time. In due time. We got to get to Birmingham first. And yes, we did buy a house site unseen. Yeah. Oh, panic. Yep. Thanks, Earl Fairley. Okay, sweet. So that's what I'm loving. Rachel, what are you loving? <laughs> um, wait, I also have to think about this. You had all that time okay, where okay, I was okay. being slow. If you were on my email list, then you already know this. If you want to be on my email list, I'll put that in the show notes so you can sign up. Um, but I have been using the Countermatch Moisturizer from Beauty Counter for a very long time. Um, like I think probably like three or four years now. I love it so much. As the only moisturizer I've used and probably will ever use. And I've recently been mixing it like once every three or four nights with these tanning drops. Have you noticed I've gotten a little bit glowier? <laughs> no? Say yes. Is it just your face? Because actually I did notice that your like upper body was more tan the other day. Yeah. Yeah, like, I only did my upper body the other day. So that's probably what you're thinking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Mama does not have time to do her whole body self-tanner anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but I have been using these tanning drops. I'll link them in the show notes, but I literally add like two or three tanning drops to a pump of my moisturizer and you put it on your face. It's like tanning drops you mix with lotion or moisturizer. I'm putting it on my face and it just adds like a sweet, like soft little glow for the summertime. Yeah. Um, and me, I'm, I'm freckly and pale in my normal version of myself without the self-tanner and... It makes me just wish that I had a tiny bit of a glow, but... The tanner's like non-toxic and all that jazz too, right? It is clean ingredients. (laughs) Yes, always. Um, So yeah, anyways, if you're looking for a subtle glow for the summertime, this is a great option for you. It's easy. You literally put it on at night. It goes on clear. There's no nasty smell. It's not orange. Highly recommend. Anyways. Yes. So grateful that you guys listened and really hope that you found a nugget that was helpful or gave you some peace or gave you some courage and umph to go for it and have that conversation or to seek out the wisdom or whatever it is that you feel like is missing in your marriage because marriages should be so much fun. They really should be. I think there's so much potential for a marriage to be awesome and the power that can happen when two people like that are excited about expanding the kingdom of God the power that happens when those two people come together is just like so cool. So we hope that this episode empowered you. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out at hello at behindthebliss.com. We will link tons of the resources that we talked about in today's show notes and more. And of course, don't forget text marriage to 33777 if you want in on some of the freebies and encouragement and resources that we love that were not mentioned in this episode. Do it. Go do it now. I got my text today. Did you just sign up? No, I've have been signed up, girl. I literally have a contact in my phone labeled bestie. And then we got the marriage one. (laughs) So sign up for the text. It's so much fun. We'd love to see you there. Thanks T for being here. You're welcome. I'm always here.
We should get him behind the mic more. If you think Tom should be behind the mic more, then. And if you loved this episode and you found it helpful in any version or just like to hang out with us, welcome. So glad you're here. Would you do me a favor and leave us a review? If you are loving the show, five stars, please. I was just about to say, if you want Thomas on the show more, then leave a five-star review. Yeah. And if you aren't liking the show or there's something you want to change and you're going to leave a four-star or under, just don't leave a review. Um, And if you really need a vent and get it off your chest, just email me. Okay? Thanks. (laughs) All right, peeps. That's that. See ya. Peace. This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.